0: Let's get into some money news. Andrew Kelleher, welcome back from uh, hopefully a nice Easter break at JMI Wealth. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, Tim. Good, good, good. Uh, Overseas, um, there has been a bit of trading, some non-farm payroll data. What did you make of that?
1: Yeah, Tim, financial markets around the world, they're they're sort of either playing catch up right now or in our case it will be as soon as our trading day kicked in because, of course, Easter holidays are celebrated in in different ways around the world. So the US markets, which, of course, set the scene for markets around the world, Uh, New York Stock Exchange didn't trade on Friday, but they did trade Monday, so they're churning along right now, and Asian markets were trading yesterday as well. Now, sort to complicate all these holiday-affected issues, uh, We had this uh, pretty significant data release on Friday night our time, which was the U.S. non-farm payrolls that's their monthly update on what's happening in the U.S. labour market. Pretty significant because the labour market's a a key focus for the U.S. Federal Reserve and therefore the direction of monetary policy there. So as far as the numbers are concerned, the U.S. economy added 236,000 jobs in March. That's slightly higher than expected. I think 230,000 was the consensus estimate. The unemployment rate actually fell uh, from 3.6% to 3.5%. So on the face of it, it looks pretty strong, especially that... Unemployment rate at three and a half percent for an economy that large, but if if you look at the last six months, the U.S. economy has added an average of three hundred thirty-four thousand jobs every month. So, two hundred thirty-six thousand is actually at the is, it's actually lower than the six-month average, and it's the lower end of recent outcomes. But we also saw an increase there in the participation rate. So what's happening, Tim, is that the strong labour market is actually drawing people back into the labour force. And that impulse looks like it would be taking some of the pressure off rising wage rates, not unlike what we may see in New Zealand. If, in fact, we do see this lift in migration numbers, which looks like it is happening at the moment, so you get more people and it takes a bit of pressure off, wage, off wages. So average hourly earnings rates rose 4.2% last month compared to the same month a year earlier. That's the smallest annual gain since mid-2021. So you sort of take a step back on the face of it. They're quite strong, maybe not as strong as recently, but I don't think there's enough there for the Federal Reserve to pull back from a further 25 basis point hike in early May. Um, And there were a couple of other employment-related indicators out in the US last week as well. Taken all together, looks like some of the heat is coming out of the labour market. So I think, look, a time for a pause from the Federal Reserve is is getting closer. Now, Tim as well, my other concern over the weekend actually was the sort of geopolitical. We had this commencement of the Chinese military drills uh, around Taiwan. It kicked off after the Taiwan president returned from a visit to the US. Uh, the Chinese officials said this military exercise was a stern warning against Taiwan separatists. I thought that was going to be a bit of a big deal, but actually uh, Asian markets just seem to have taken in their stride, so hasn't hasn't produced any volatility at the moment.
0: All right. What are you expecting as we start to get some more results uh, in the US? Yeah, so
1: it's a holiday-affected week, obviously shorter week. Uh, we've got a New Zealand school holidays, a very light week for uh, local data here. Yeah, but the US corporate earnings come back into focus. It's the commencement of their first quarter earnings season. And the, the particular focus on the big banks after the recent turmoil in the banking sector there. And the big banks kick off. Uh, the first quarter earnings season towards the end of this week. And, you know, I think there'll just be a lot of focus on how those banks have been going, what are they seeing in terms of, deposit flight and how strong are those banks, I actually don't think there'll be too much of an issue there because I think the p- part of the sort of banking turmoil is very much focused on the smaller regional banks, and I, I actually think that'll go through with relatively little, little, um, little, little trouble. Uh, adding to the mix, of course, we've got U.S. inflation numbers this week as well. We've got uh, their consumer price index, also their producer price index, so a bit more flavor to the inflation picture. And given there's not much going on locally, Uh, This week, Tim, I think that uh, we're going to take our lead from offshore moves.
0: Okay, quick look at the numbers. Uh, Some action in Asia, as you mentioned. Yeah,
1: so the US US is trading. So the Dow Jones is up 55 points, 33,540. But the S&P 500 down five points, 4099. And the Nasdaq down 22 points, 12,065. FTSE 100 hasn't traded since last Thursday, 7741. The the Nikkei has traded. They're up 0.4%. 27,633, Shanghai opposite, lost 0.37%, 3,315. The ASX 200, they obviously haven't traded since the end of last week. 7,218 was the last mark there, and NXX 56,771, the last mark there. On the currencies, 0.6212 is is Kiwi against US, 0.9354 against the Aussie, 0.5722 0.5017 0.5722 0.5017 pounds, 83.02 Japanese yen. Gold has come back a bit, $1,989.30, and unfortunately, oil hasn't. Still trading at
0: $84.36. Thanks so much, uh, Andrew Kelleher, JMI Worth. As usual, Andrew, you're right on the money. Just looking at what Reuters is reporting about the US, uh, inflation uh, roughly double. The target there, target 2% there, and uh, it seems a consensus they're going to have another hike of 25 points come their May meeting. So uh, I could have uh, not done that, just uh, endorsing what you're saying.